Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good Monday afternoon. It is the afternoon rush on 7 to 30. The game 97.5 FM and online at ESPNCLT.com. You heard Frank Reich. Talking about the hit, one of the hits that Bryce Young took on Saturday in the Carolina Panthers. 27-0 defeat at the hands of the New York Jets over at Bank of America Stadium. Bobby Rosensky, Molly Cotton with you here for the next three hours. Yarborough on vacation all week celebrating his birthday today. So happy birthday, Mark. I have no idea how old he is. I feel like once you get past my age. Nobody talks about it. Women, we don't. Ask what your age right. we know, and we make fun of that. But, <laughs> Mark, I don't know. It's a mystery. No clue. I mean, yeah. I'm talking, like, it could go from 45 to 65. Yeah, I, it's, right? It's, it's well in there <laughs> that I don't know what the range is for Mark Yarborough. But happy birthday to Mark. Texted him earlier in, in, in typical Yarborough fashion, Molly. He said, thanks. What's the latest with Terrence Marshall? I want to be like, dude. Enjoy your birthday. Yeah, don't worry about go it. Go have a cocktail. Yeah, go enjoy life. <laughs> Terrence Marshall injury, whatever it is, it will be here when you return mm-hmm. next Monday. And that is the kind of one thing waiting to see uh, Terrence Marshall. And actually tweets just coming in as Frank Reich is speaking to the media as we speak, says Marshall tweaked something in his back. So Ooh. I think realistically, that's probably one of the better Yeah, so I heard or saw that I guess he was on like the front of the car, right? So it kind of, yeah, so it didn't seem that bad. But then when I think tweak back, then I think Marquise Haynes. I mean, this guy with the back injury who we haven't seen this entire training camp, and it feels pretty generic of, okay, what is the back injury he's dealing with? So if you tweak something, yeah, you think it's not a big deal. But anything with back, I'm like, uh, you don't know yeah. how long you're dealing with that. I guess still better than torn ACL right? or that something was, yeah. to that, which is what I think our mind first goes to when you hear about a player being carted off. But then you did see, hey, he was in the front of the cart, so maybe it is a little bit different. But I just figured he tweaked something that was really hot. So he's like, let's hit this yeah, early. Let's, let's put it away. But Molly, he is a guy that we didn't. You could look up the stat sheet. You would not know he played. Yeah. Uh, and the same with Mingo. Mingo didn't have any targets his mm-hmm. way either. Same with Marshall. But Marshall was not part of the starting wide receiver unit. So he's really a guy, not that I feel like he's going to get cut, but you can't really afford to miss time. That's, no. that's the problem for Marshall. Not at all. And look, I started saying that within the past couple of weeks is that I have given up on Terrace Marshall because why would I trust somebody that's of that old regime, right? And then he's been oddly quiet throughout training camp despite having the opportunities and yeah now you may miss some time who knows maybe you don't miss any time at all here if you're Marshall but I think the point being especially with that depth chart sure we don't put a whole lot of stock into it but that one you do look and come away with 
All right, having Mingo ahead of Marshall, at least it feels like for Jonathan Mingo, he's had a couple of more impressive catches than Terrace Marshall. Again, he is not, in my mind, impressed a whole lot either, but it's a longer leash because he is a rookie. But the wide receiver unit as a whole, we came in, Bobby, you and I, like, nah, and I remain that way with these wide receivers. No, nah, like Adam Thielen had the nice catch, uh, the first catch of the mm-hmm. game for the Carolina Panthers, and that's honestly what I expect yes. out of him. Right, he's not going to be bad. He's yard. just going to be, uh. He's He's the number one, but he's not like where you watch DJ Moore catch a screen pass and go 60 yards for a touchdown. Uh, Bobby, by the way, you had on Twitter this weekend DJ Moore of no sad face emoji. I'm yeah. like, son of a gun. He got hurt. First preseason game. He finally has a chance in Chicago and he's going to get hurt. Luckily, after my research, I'm I realized did he research. did. I did because I was like, no, no not I DJ was sad Moore. face. He's not here. Because he's anymore. not. I got that after. And right? Yeah. His first touch. In but it was Chicago. a little bit. Runs off for conspicuous. a TV. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'd apologize, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you could have been watching the game just like I was yeah. when DJ Moore made that catch. Uh, Tiger West did tweet in, Bobby, please wish Mark a happy 65th birthday. <laughs> sure to pass that along. But that's a compliment to him. It, he looks great for 65. Yeah. I mean. Right. He. I mean, I don't think he's 65, but yeah, he you also, went a little high on well, that. Well, he strikes me as 60. He strikes, <laughs> strikes you as well. I, I meant that in a compliment because he strikes me as someone that, like, you could be old, but you look good. Okay. Like, and you act, you know. I don't know if that's like a compliment, a, to be honest. Okay, nobody tell it's him that. It's a compliment then. if he actually is 65, right. but I <laughs> don't think he is. Okay, all right. I think at least 10 years younger. All right, so you go I would go, go more the 45 to 55. 55. And I don't even think I'd go the 45. I think yeah, I'd go the 49 50. to right. 55. So it turns out my 20 years. Yeah, I think okay. 20 year gap much. is probably a bit much. I'm like, going to go 50 to 60. 50. <laughs> You take the 60, I'll take the under when it comes to that. Uh, Coming up on the show, by the way, Carla Gebhardt, host of CSL on Queen City News. Also sidelines there in the Panther preseason broadcast. You can join us here just less than 10 minutes from now. Also, Al Wallace going to be a part of the show at 445. Speaking of Adam Thielen, the Panther offense, of course, he caught that ball from Bryce Young. Young ended up in the game four of six throwing the football for 21 yards, but he took a lot of heat in the game from the Jets. Here was the young Panther quarterback after the game. Of course, um, you know, football is a physical sport. You know, you're going to get, it's part of the job description, you're going to get hit. Um, and, you know, that's, again, that's that's the game we play. So, um, you know, it's part of the job. You, you know that that's, that's coming. So, can't let that, that that's not the, something I think of. Can't let that affect your, your decision making or what you're, you're going through. So, uh, for me, you know, that's part of the game. It happens, and you know, I'm just, you know, focused on the next play and trying to make sure I execute every time I, I, I get a chance to out there. Molly, I thought Bryce Young played well in the three series that he had. Uh, again, four of six, the numbers, throwing the football in this game, looked poised in the pocket, did not make mistakes. The two incompletions, one's a deep throw on third down. Uh, DJ Shark along the sidelines. Al kind of mentioned, looked like more he was actually just kind of throwing it away, but in the direction of Shark. Either way, it was either going to be DJ Shark or no one catching that football. The other third down, you're pinned up in your own territory, and it looked like a miscommunication with him and LaVisca Chenault. I know Steve Smith on the broadcast was blaming Chenault for what went down. Either way, if it was caught, it wasn't going to do anything for the Carolina Panthers at that point in time, but dude took some hits he got back up that's not surprising to me in the first game but I thought for the poise reading the field Bryce Young was as advertised yesterday or on Saturday I really liked what we saw from Bryce Young on Saturday but I'm going to make this statement on August 14th after one preseason game 
and just three series for Bryce Young. While I really liked what we saw from Bryce Young, I think the Carolina Panthers made a mistake trading up to number one. And Mark, you coming back yet? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna lose his mind when he hears this. It's not because I'm worried about Bryce Young how he looks as a quarterback again. I thought it was good on Saturday. It's the reaction I saw from everybody else following that first hit, following that second hit, right? Al brought it up in the press box. Everybody gasped and you're a little bit like, oh no, is he even going to get back up after that Solomon Thomas hit? You brought up how the reactions of, oh, we'll see. Yeah, he can take a hit. It's all in the back of our mind. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to say it out loud. Bryce Young is a little fella and it probably is not going to work out. And nobody wants to say it, but Panther fans, I am here to say it for you and verbally admit it out loud. We're worried and nobody wants to say it. And there's a reason you're worried because, you know, in the end, 5'11", 150 pound frame, not quite, but actually maybe pretty close to that. Uh, it can't survive long term in the NFL. And it's funny as you talk about, because if you looked at media Twitter on Saturday, Bryce Young take hit gets back up, what are you all worried about? Right. But then Al takes you inside the press box mm-hmm. where everyone's covering their eyes like, oh, no. We're all waiting for <laughs> like, it. It's waiting to happen. And look, in terms of the trade originally, I, I didn't want it to happen. I would have preferred to stay at yeah. number nine or maybe move up a little bit more because DJ Moore to me is that valuable. What the pick could be next year. I mean, if this team does not have a good season, then all of a sudden you're giving up who knows what pick next year for the Carolina Panthers. Now, Bryce Young's on this team, so I want to see Bryce Young be successful because it's better for everybody if Bryce Young makes it. To me, taking one hit, obviously the guy got hit at Alabama, got mm-hmm. back up and played. It's, to me, the collection of hits. Right. So when we're here in November, December, and maybe not even this year, but in two, three years down yes. the road, it's it's not that I don't think Bryce Young's going to be a good quarterback. It's just how long you get Bryce Young to be your quarterback. And look, it's not anything that's going to be decided here in the near future. It's going to take time. Problem is, you can't have the O-line play like they did Ooh, Saturday. And that Lord. was surprising, to be honest with you. To see Icky get beaten like a drum twice in that game. Like Michael Jordan, I didn't even know he was still on the team. Right. Cam Irving, you think he'd be a coach at this point in time getting I mean he got flat he looked like I think it was the Super Bowl with the Panthers you know where like you saw Orr and Remmers just get pushed oh, back as like they're yes. on hockey skates yes. that's what it looked like when Cam Irving just got bull rushed uh and it led to a sack when Mac I want to say Matt Corral was the quarterback at that point in time but the, the O-line was shocking Molly because we thought that was the strength of this Carolina Panther football team and here are the starters that are out there now the only saving grace I can say is the New York Jets are Good one of the best yeah. defensive lines, I think, in all of football, and that's depth across the board for the New York Jets. But still, I, I don't need to see Solomon Thomas making Icky Not right off the bat look, like that. look like he's Byron Bell. Yeah, and with my the, the Carolina Panthers making a mistake, like the 49ers also made a mistake and oh, trading up for Trey Lance, right? And it's worked out pretty well for them. Although, I mean, they have just as many Super Bowls as the Panthers team. do at, at this point, right? But uh, overall, the offensive line coming in is like, oh, yeah, nobody's talking about it because it's all, hey, it's going to be fine. It was good last year. They'll pick up where they left off. I think I did make a, a bring up, though, because I have been wondering like what if we're all just taking this for granted what if it it is like it does take a step back for whatever reason and then how does that impact this team and especially Bryce Young I'm not concerned about it 
at all. I don't think you should be after that first preseason game, but you get a couple more performances like that from the starting unit, then I think we do have a right to make that more of a thing and to be more concerned because let's be real, we can't have nice things here. You already had a good offensive line last year. You can't get a good offensive line again, people. All right, 704-800-4827. You want to text in, uh, wish Mark an AARP happy birthday. (laughs) You are more than welcome to do that. We'll keep the Panther talk going on the other side of the break. Carla Gebhardt, host of CSL on Queen City News, joins us next, 730 The Game. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to the Braves tonight, by the way, as they take on the Yankees. Game one. Of that series, Braves coming off, taking three out of four from the Mets over the weekend. Did lose last night, but the Braves still very comfortably up in the NL East, and my Yankees are terrible. So uh, listen to that tonight. 7.05 airtime, 7.20 will be first pitch down in Atlanta. Carolina Panthers coming off a 27-0 loss in their preseason opener against the New York Jets. To recap that game and look ahead, pleasure to go over the guest line and bring out host to CSL on Queen City News. Also sidelines on the Panther preseason broadcast. That's Carla Gebhardt. Carla, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate your time, Carla, as always. And uh, let's start quarterback Bryce Young, four of six. Obviously, he took some hits uh, during that game. But what would you make of the first look we had of the Panthers' rookie quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really just hard to assess the overall performance. I mean, we only saw him for a little bit in this. But but you look at the offensive line and and really the opportunities that they were able to make for Bryce and for Matt Corral were pretty – pretty slim in the preseason game. And so I think, you know, you kind of hope that we see better play from the offensive line um, this next game, whoever is going to be in at quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, I think Bryce did, you know, what he could um, with the amount of time that he was given. Um, you know, the, the coaches kind of alluded to the fact that they were not really trying to put um, any of these guys really in a situation to succeed. I think they kind of wanted to see how they did. Um, you know, either under pressure or, you know, in a difficult situation. And we certainly saw that, right, in the preseason game. No no scoring at all by the Panthers and, and not a lot of ball movement, not much of a run game either. Um, and, and so, yeah, as far as Bryce Young is concerned, you know, this is so early on. It is the first preseason game and, again, only a couple of series under his belt. So uh, I, I'm not in a panic mode at all when it comes to Bryce Young. How much more, Carly, do you think we should see him with two more preseason games to go? I think that's a, a interesting question. I mean, I think, you know, of course we all would want to see him more, especially because he is a rookie in the league. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they are going to choose to play him anymore. They were really going to going off of a feel in this first game against the Jets of how much they really wanted him out there. Um, you know, we certainly saw him get, get a lot of work in the, that joint practice last Wednesday against the Jets. And, and, you know, I think that was probably more of their assessment of, you know, how they were going to use him in the actual game. But, yeah, I, it's that's a really hard thing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him a little bit more in, in this game with the Giants. Um, but, 
again, it's the preseason, and and it's certainly the goal of Coach Wright not to give away too much when it comes to this offense, and, and so I could certainly see them playing it safe as well. Talking Carolina Panthers with Carla Gebhardt here on the afternoon. Rosh, we'll keep the quarterback conversation here, more so Matt Corral. We did see, uh, obviously, a lot of him on Saturday, but do you think this team keeps three quarterbacks on this roster? That's another great question, and uh, with the way that Matt Corral played, I I don't know. I'm not so sure that, that that's going to be the answer for them. Um, I think if he is able to do enough to to maybe lure another team um, that that wants to use him more, I, I would say that would be maybe the better way to go. Um, just with what we saw in this in this first preseason game, and again, that's not that's not all on him at all. There were certainly um, some some missed routes by the receivers that they could have, um, you know, executed their game plan a little bit better. And then the offensive line that, you know, he went down four times in the preseason game. And so we uh, better offensive line play. We could assess a little bit more of the quarterback, but I, I wasn't, um, you know, necessarily too impressed with what we saw from Corral in that game. And you mentioned the offensive line play. Now, I know you said there's no time to panic for Bryce Young, but for this uh, unit, this offensive line, all of us were feeling really good going into the season about the O-line. Does any of that change for you from what we saw on Saturday, maybe especially at the guard spot, how they cycled through those guys in those first few series? I think well. I think that was part of the game plan, right? To give all of those guys a, enough that enough um, snacks to to kind of to, to assess that. But I mean, we've already seen in practice today that they're going you know one on ones with the D line and the offensive line. So they are. I'm sure those guys feel a lot of pressure going into the second preseason game with the Giants this week, especially after that performance. I, I'm still not hitting the panic button, but you know, with Austin Corbett out. I think that lets everyone know that, you know, he was a huge part of what the O-line was able to do last season. And so, you know, we, we know that we're probably not going to have him for a couple of regular season games. It will be wonderful uh, to get him back out there. But we also also didn't see another rookie in Nash Jensen in, in that preseason game either. I think he's dealing with a, a back injury. Um, and, and the offensive line room and the coaching staff were very complimentary of him during Panthers training camp. So, um, you know, he wasn't out there either. So maybe that would have added a little bit more. Um, regardless, though, I think that room as a unit uh, takes full responsibility. And I think that they are going to be um, put through the ringer probably in practice and certainly with Coach Campen this week to get it right and to have a better performance this coming Friday. Talking with Carla Gebhardt, host of CSL on a Queen City News, talking Carolina Panthers. Uh, defensively, Carl, I thought there were a, a few bright spots that we saw on Saturday. Who would be that maybe player of the game for you that you thought uh, really shined on Saturday? Well, I mean, it's no surprise, right, when you get a, an interception like Sam Franklin did. And, and we know, I think, how special of a, a special team player that he is for the Panthers. But I was a little maybe surprised to see him so far down on the list. Um, in the depth chart, and I know the depth chart doesn't mean a lot, but he was, you know, pretty far back uh, as far as a, a defense position goes on that chart. And so, you know, I thought he did enough to maybe, maybe make more his name more of a conversation, you know, when it comes um, to to maybe you know, even earning some more snaps with the twos and threes um, going into the season. And, and he is a, a really special player. And I, and I just thought that he just did a really nice job uh, 
you know, with what he was able to do in that game and certainly the interception, uh, that doesn't hurt things at all when you're going through the evaluation process as a, as a coach. Uh, Terrace Marshall, he was carted off today. Now, Frank Reich said he does believe it. he tweaked his back. But what's your belief in the wide receiver group outside of Thielen? I think they have a lot of potential. Uh, again, from what we saw on Saturday, it was a little difficult to to assess, you know, just how deep that room is really going to be. Um, saw a couple of guys, you know, not really reach their mark on, on the routes that they were supposed to run or, you know, maybe the execution level with that. But, I mean, DJ Chark, I think, is going to be special from what we've seen seen in practices and you know Terrace Marshall I think you know certainly hopefully his injury um, is not too bad but he put on such great size this offseason I really think that he could be um, you know a player to watch this coming season um, if he can stay healthy and so you know he's he's this is really the year for him I think that he has to take that next leap in his production and what he's able to do on the field. And certainly hope we get to see a little bit more of that, but uh, there, yeah, there's, there's a lot of great skill guys there. And, you know, you kind of listen to coach Wright talk about how they don't necessarily have a wide receiver one and, and, and a tight end one, but that they're looking at a lot of their guys as the one for particular plays and concepts. And I think that's really interesting that we're probably going to see, you know, especially if we can fix those those issues at the offensive line that we saw, going to see a much more talent-driven playbook when it comes to their skill guys. And they've got a lot of great ones, and certainly Thielen and then Hayden Hurst and on the tight end side, those are going to be, you know, probably your top two guys. Um, but there's there's a lot of talent behind them as well. Carly, you were there on the sidelines where it was 230 degrees, I'm sure. Obviously not at the game this team wanted, but what what was the kind of mood atmosphere like as that game went on and obviously was not going this team's way? Yeah, it was definitely uh, extremely hot on that game, um, for sure. Uh, but, I, you know, I really was kind of looking around with the, with the players as the game was going, and, you know, certainly the, not a lot of scoring going on, not a lot of offense in general. But I didn't see – you know, anybody feel um, or look very panicked, you know, and, and I, I got to talk with Derek Brown after the game and, and you know, he's he's been through uh, a lot of difficult seasons with the Panthers and to, to kind of hear, you know, how, how relaxed he, he sounded and how much, you know, Coach Wright kind of went into this preseason. First of all, he told us we weren't going to see a lot of the offense. He told us, you know, that they were only going to deliver, you know, a certain amount of the playbook, and it was a very small portion at that. But it, that he didn't want his guys to be afraid to make mistakes. And, and yes, they made some mistakes, but they're going to learn from that. And I think just having that overall mindset when you approach the preseason that's why I'm not panicking yet um, is we got to get into the regular season we got to get to actually see what all this offense is going to do because it sounds a whole lot more intricate than what we saw on Saturday um, and, and yeah I think the overall feel is yeah they were disappointed because you never want to get shut out in a preseason game um, especially 27-0 but that you know there was no need to panic with the result of this one Carla Gebhardt, host of CSL on Queen City News. Carla, always appreciate the time. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go. Great stuff with Carla. Again, part of the Panther preseason broadcast as well. We'll take a timeout. Got our Del Frisco's Prime Cuts coming your way next. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Panther voice. Anish Shroff on ESPN Radio over the weekend. Giving his thoughts on Bryce Young. Thanks to Carla Gebhardt, who just hopped on the show with us. to have some breaking NFL news, and that is the Dallas Cowboys and All-Pro guard Zach Martin have reached an agreement on a reworked deal. According to Adam Schefter, the new deal will pay him north of $18 million in each of the next two years. He was scheduled to be at $13.5 million this year and $14 million next year. So an additional $8.5 million for Martin. Both years have also been fully guaranteed. Bryce Young, not the only rookie quarterback to get started this past weekend in the NFL. Of course, we saw C.J. Stroud on Thursday night. Anthony Richardson got his start going with the Colts against the Buffalo Bills. Here's Herm Edwards on the rookie QBs and the struggles they face. The key is experience, and how do young players get experience? They have to play, and with that, there's correction. I should say there's direction as well as correction. And when you watch a lot of these young guys play, they look like rookie quarterbacks. So it's, it's not like, oh, it shocked us. It's, I think sometimes we think they're going to be further along than what they are. And that's not the case. And this is what's great about coaching. Now you have them on tape. The, the game needs to slow down for all of them when I, when I watch them play, right? And coaches try to simplify it. Certain coaches didn't shift, didn't lose a lot of formations, ran a couple of plays. The big thing for the quarterback is this. Can he get the call and can he get it out of the get it and repeat it out of the huddle get the guys lined up not a lot of shifts and motions hopefully you're going to see a couple of coverages not too much although some defensive teams brought pressure on these guys that was interesting because generally in the first preseason game it's vanilla but some of these coaches said no it's not going to be vanilla for us we're going to bring pressure on your young quarterback that's a good thing because you learn a lot from that quarterback when he gets pressure how is he going to react and then from there how does he get better this next week and again, I, I thought Molly Bryce Young, from what I saw, I, I really don't know if I could have asked for much more Mm-mm. from Bryce Young and his performance. You look at the other one, C.J. Stroud had the terrible interception that he threw early in that game against New England. And Anthony Richardson, I, I think, looked probably like we probably thought he would as a raw quarterback that clearly has tons of talent. Now, he threw an early pick against Buffalo, but I, I thought he did respond. Actually, probably should have had a touchdown pass. He dropped a, a dime from probably 30 yards out. The wide receiver did not hold on to the ball. There was a DB there, but really it was more of a drop than I think of anything else here. But for these rookie quarterbacks, it's why originally I think talking Bryce Young, I would have said you know a series or two against the Giants and maybe not at all in the preseason finale. Now I feel like I need to see him more. And it's really I, nothing with him. It has nothing the, to do with it's him. It's the team in general. Like, you got to build up yes. something here, get him more work. And clearly for Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, I think they need to be out there getting plenty of work. Preseason feels like such a tease anyways, right? And we've talked about it. It's happening like, oh, preseason football's back. Yeah. And it's the first series. I'm like, damn, that's what we got excited about. But especially from Saturday, it feels like such a tease because, again, it's nothing negative about Bryce Young. I'm comfortable with what I saw. Maybe I just take that. People are like, okay, well then take that. He doesn't need to play again. But he looked like a pro quarterback out there and that he can be a good pro. 
it's just it was such a tease i still feel so underwhelmed by that it's like but he could still there could still be more that we could see from him in this preseason and it is about getting the rest of the starters on the same page because well, lord knows that offensive line was not there yeah, it, it was not good and i always go back and you always would hear ron rivera he used that was like ten thousand. Oh, okay I was, ten thousand. i was gonna 2000. say something two thousand but yeah, or 80, I, yeah <laughs> somewhere in there he always talked about the rookies getting yeah, those amount of snaps amount though yeah of snaps that you need here we saw Pat Mahomes go out and play two series. Now, Reed likes to play them, mm-hmm. and it's hard to argue against, to me, the best coach right. in the National Football League right now of him be, being out there. You know, the Bills didn't play Josh Allen. I do think he's supposed to play at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine if Josh Allen never steps foot on the field. I think you've proven enough. Yeah. Not, Mahomes doesn't need to be out there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to, I'm assuming he's not at this no, point. No, I don't think they don't need games. to, but getting those reps just a little bit, just getting hit, just, just getting knocked just around getting hit. a I don't little, need to get hit just a, little, a bit. little bit. Yeah, but you're not Josh Allen. No, I, I'm not. Josh Allen, less more than anybody, doesn't need right, to take yeah. any hits. But in the Staley is like totally against playing his players in the preseason. I don't know if that's really worked out well for the Chargers. Well, McVay and then was see like them. that too. Yeah, right? exactly. And I don't they know had if he still is. I don't know how many starters they have. Right. I have no. I'm paying no attention to the Rams this year, but or even this off season. I think these guys do just a bit. I mean, again, Reed. I'm not going to argue against that, but to get. The game flow, the reps, or something about it that you got to be out there. I get it. Now, if I am doing it, I am having the most vanilla, like you're, sure. you're getting the ball out yeah. in one second. You're not sitting back in the pocket. No. You actually saw Mahomes run one yesterday of course. And, and slid, <laughs> and you know, he was close to getting jacked up on the play by a defender. Uh, the player that I said had the most on the line in the preseason last week in my way to an easy top four victory. <laughs> Uh, was down I in let Tampa. You have that one. Uh, I appreciate you. Let me have a lot lately. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield and Baker looked good. Eight of nine, 63 yards, a touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here was Baker after the game. Felt good. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm sure Coach hit on it. Just a lot of things to clean up offensively. We're pretty sloppy. Just a few illegal formations. I mean, it's just the, the little stuff. Getting just getting lined up right. You can't have a good play if you're you're already hurting yourself. So. Um, Felt good for the most part, but just operationally, we need to be a lot more uh, clean on the offensive front. And you had Kyle Trask then come in after Baker Mayfield. He was not as good. Six of ten, did throw for 99 yards, but threw a pick and was sacked three times in the game. Todd Bowles on where things are with the QB competition. Yeah, they both play with the same offensive line. So, you know, you evaluate them accordingly. I thought Kyle made some good throws as well, and he commanded the offense just the same. Uh, They both had the same – type of plays they both had the same guys in their receivers and offensive line wise so we'll continue that next week and that would make it theme molly that <laughs> baker mayfield has yeah. a nice leg <laughs> up currently Let's go ahead and straight up tell us in the he pretty much Bay. did yeah and look they're going it again this weekend but at some point and we had it all here last year if you know who the guy yeah. is gonna be, let's not waste everyone's time no don't be a Matt Rule, Todd Bowles. No, and that should be the biggest criticism you can give any coach mm-hmm. in the league is don't be that guy. But uh, that's where Baker Mayfield, he looked good. Also looking good was Derek Carr in his first game with the New Orleans Saints. Here was the New Orleans quarterback. To get a couple situations in there and then, you know, throughout the game to talk, you know, talk, talk through things with Pete and certain situations and things like that in a game time scenario. Um, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, love, love being on this side of things in the dome. Uh, I can get used to. I can get used to this place. It's a lot of fun. He better be good since their running back room's a disaster now. It is right. I thought the running back that was hurt. It's not. It's not as bad. Terrible. Like he could All be right. back week one. Oh, Miller. Okay. Uh, who yes, went down yeah, here. Miller. I think 
Uh, it looks like it will be okay. Obviously, Alvin Kamara suspended the first three games of the season. And, it, you know, preseasons, it's one of two things, Molly. Your, your team plays well, and it's, hell yeah, man. Oh, great. Or you play bad, and that's preseason. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal. No concerns here. Uh, no, you, you don't worry about it. Uh, if you're a Saints fan today, I think you got to feel pretty good, right? Uh, I mean, look, Chiefs came back, but the starters – New Orleans Saints look good. Derek Carr, 6 of 8, 70 yards, touchdown. You could not have dreamed anything better. You actually got Michael Thomas out there playing football again, which we hadn't seen in a long time. It is weird. Chris Olave, part of that team. He had one target, no catches in the game. Even saw Jimmy Graham make a catch from Jameis Winston, uh, one catch for 10 yards. The Saints, to me, did show why they are the projected favorites in the NFC South. Yeah, to your point, there's a lot of hypocrites in, in, in this preseason, but I do think you take that away. That's almost my biggest takeaway of the week, and is like, oh, yep, Saints, they're a little bit different. Now, I mean, look, Bucks and uh, Baker Mayfield playing pretty well. Baker is going to be fine until he's not. We know that here yeah. in Carolina. I would not to be that person. Bring up the 2021, I think, season with Baker in Cleveland. It wasn't that bad. So maybe he has some good moments throughout this season for the Bucs to, to put that team in a better position than a lot of people think. But overall, this NFC South is absolutely the New Orleans Saints and nobody else. Now, I think after this weekend, it's a little bit more pressure now on this team because after that first preseason game, it's like, yeah, that feels kind of wrapped up. This division does after what we saw across this uh, league. Jordan Love, the new man in Green Bay. He looked good in the start against Cincinnati where he was 7 of 10, 46 yards and a touchdown. ESPN's Lewis Riddick. He looked nice tonight. And the reason why I think is because, look, Matt LaFleur did a nice job of setting him up for success. And by that I mean this. You have a young quarterback you have a strong offensive line, strong running game. So even if it's preseason, defenses are going to respect Green Bay's ability to run the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon because they understand that that's their DNA, right? So what does he do? He puts them under center. He runs play action. He runs play action drop back. He runs play action, get him out on the perimeter, on half rolls and bootlegs, cut the field in half, make the defense kind of like honor the run, get some one-on-one matchups down the field. And then you see Jordan Love just look beautiful out there on the perimeter, throwing the football, catch and run, moving the chains. And then when he, when he needs to turn him loose on third down and have him do drop back pass, look, Jordan Love looked like he is more than up to the challenge. And him and those young receivers tonight look like they are right now, as far as this, this, one, you know, this one game looks, like they're getting on the same page. My, Jordan Love was good. And it might be one of the more Packers interesting be the biggest stories surprise. in the league this year of Jordan Love and the Aaron Rodgers cloud being lifted allows this team to actually enjoy the sport again. <laughs> and maybe, again, in the NFC North, I think it's – I like the Lions. Vikings, Vikings I assume, are going to be your typical 9-10-win right. mm-hmm. type team. Even the Bears are an improved football team, but the Packers – I think the talent is definitely there, and it would be annoying, I guess, overall if they go from Favre to Rodgers to Love, and Love becomes some great quarterback, too. That's just not right. Uh, I don't see that happening, though. I know know nothing about the pack, just in terms of, man, it could go really good or it could go not so good for Green Bay. And I think especially with that division. Look, I think the Lions take a little bit of a step back. I don't think it's that significant, although I think the Bears take a little bit of a step forward. Again, don't think it's that significant. And so while the Packers may be a nice story of, hey, Jordan Love doesn't suck, I still don't think they are that surprising of a team where they're competing for the NFC North this year. 
We'll see. I I think they'll be in the in the mix for Green Bay. I want to say they want to say they play Chicago Week One, which would be a pretty interesting game. All right, text line is seven zero four eight hundred forty eight twenty seven. You're always welcome to join in as well at seven zero four three three two zero one seven three. The first AP football poll is out for the college football season. What did it say about the ACC? Plus, the ACC future of the conference could be decided tomorrow. We'll talk about that next here at seven thirty. The game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The afternoon rush. Three o'clock hour rolling along on a Monday. Bobby Rosensky alongside Molly Cotton as we hang out with you here till 6 p.m. Tonight it will be 730. The game rewind following us and then Braves Yankees. 705 airtime. 720 first pitch down in Atlanta. You're welcome to join the show at 704-332-0173. The AP released its preseason poll today, and Georgia, no surprise, two-time defending champs taking the number one spot as they got 60 out of a possible 63 first-place votes. It's the second time the Bulldogs have been ranked number one in the preseason poll. The other time was 2008. That year, Georgia went 10-3 and and won the Capital One Bowl against Michigan State. It is the Big Ten that comes in next uh, with Michigan at two, Ohio State at three, Alabama at four, and LSU rounds out the top five to find the ACC, Molly. We got to scroll down to number eight, and it's actually Florida State that is ranked in front of Clemson. You surprised by that? Uh, I'm a little bit surprised, mostly because it does feel here regionally, right? With Clemson kind of being picked to, to favorite to win the ACC, how it did feel, hey, Clemson or for Florida State, you got to wait and see. You got to prove it before anybody's going to believe in Florida State. So I am surprised given the history that we've seen here for Clemson, how successful that they have been year in and year out, that it wouldn't be Clemson as the the obvious choice right now, whereas we're just riding on at this point the hype for Florida State. But I think it does come down to quarterback maybe and just more belief there in Florida State's quarterback than what you have in Klubnik there with Clemson. Clemson coming in at number nine. It's the first time since 2015 where Clemson was ranked 12th that the Tigers were not in the top five of the AP preseason poll. Molly's Heels come in number 21. They are the only other ACC team ranked here in the top 25. Now, tomorrow is a big day for the ACC because tomorrow is the deadline if teams want to not be in this conference for 2024 college football season that they must make that known. So this is where all eyes are on Florida State. Now, I saw Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic had a story out this morning. Belief is nothing is going to happen from Florida State. So we had all the, the words that were said by the Knowles Board of Trustees back at the start of the month. But as of right now, it doesn't look like anything's going to happen, and they would have to give 24-hour notice before a board meeting would take place. And as we sit here at 351, 
on this Monday. That has not occurred down in Tallahassee. Now, we did find out over the weekend, we knew the ACC said no to Cal and Stanford, and out of 15 schools, because Notre Dame somehow gets to vote on it, is that uh, 12 have to give approval. So you had four, though, say no. Florida State was one of them, along with Clemson, North Carolina, and NC State. Molly, do you think anything changes with that here as we move forward? Yes, because everything changes every day with college realignment, because who knows what really is going on. And it's no surprise here with this deadline of Florida State and them likely not leaving the ACC uh, at this point. The only time will tell what what that end scenario is. And I think Florida State will no longer be in the ACC or Clemson or North Carolina. So I think it's interesting that those three teams are voting no to adding teams. But of course, like that would make sense. Let's not add more teams to take our money yeah. and our revenue share. Right. But for Clemson whether or for Florida State, whether it's Florida State leaving, whether it's teams adding the ACC that we know it right now on August 14th, 2023 will not be the same next year. Uh, for this conference. Yeah, and look, I get it. From I'm not sure NC State's reasoning. Yeah, that one. Mm, of the, of the voting, know. no. Other than if they're just saying, hey, we don't want to have our baseball team travel out to the West Coast yeah. to play Stanford and all other teams that are involved to that. It's also tough when you've had a conference, Molly, picked apart, and you got these two that clearly the other conferences didn't want. So what... Like, what right. does it do? I, now, I said last week, and I'm still, that I would take them. Just because everybody else is doing it, because, you should probably do it too, ACC. I mean, like, Florida State, you're not staying around anyway. Mm-mm. You are trying to get the hell out. So, for us, it'd be better to at least keep the numbers up. It might not be. The, in, in 2030, the ACC could look entirely different. We're looking at Cal, Stanford, Washington State. It's just the ACC by name, but it has nothing to do with what this conference was actually. I mean, just call it the WTF conference. Maybe we should call the Pac-12. That's what the Pac-12. Well, Pac-12 is not going to have any name. Yeah, that's true. Because I doubt they exist. Any update on Oregon State and Washington State? No, aren't they like Mountain West? Is that a? I I don't know. It's not happening. I think it's just. Yeah. Is either that or the American? The American's the other one to watch out for. Do they take all four? All four of them. Yeah. Which, Which if I, if you were those schools, what would you want to do? The, Ameri- Land the American is... at this point. But for Stanford, if you're Stanford and Cal, you are putting your nose up to the American. You're too good for that. But reality to is what, you're like, not. Eventually, you have to make some decisions. No, I mean, I, I think they end up like that. They would end up in the American because the, you've got to find a home. Yeah, I mean, I, I was right? listening to one college guy this morning. He's mentioned Stanford. He goes, maybe they just go independent. And I've heard that. Said Cal, probably not good enough to pull that off. No, and Cal is in, and look, I don't like financials, all this stuff. Yeah, they're not good. They are just up to their eyeballs in debt. It's crazy to think, though, the Pac-12 was offered $30 million per Mm -hmm. year, and they wanted 50 per each school. Boy, here we are. What you wouldn't have done (laughs) to actually accept that type of money. North Carolina, they'll be here week one when they take on, in, excuse me, South Carolina over at Bank of America Stadium. Big year for Drake May and his move to be a top draft pick and also potentially win a Heisman Trophy. Josh Pate with us last week on what May needs to do for that. He needs a breakout game against South Carolina is what he needs. And they're going to have that sort of standalone um, spotlight game to start the year there in Charlotte. If, if he were to be like uh, a 29 for 37, kind of 338, four touchdowns, no interceptions type performance there, and they beat a really good South Carolina team, 
it, it's way different than if they play four cupcake out-of-conference games off everyone's radar. He needs to be on the radar from week one. And so it's the weapons that you wonder about. I mean, with the, with the Devontae situation there and not having Josh Downs anymore, we don't even know who he's throwing the ball to yet. We know what kind of talent he is, uh, but they're talented quarterbacks all the time that you watch and say, wow, if he only had help. And so I hope that's not Drake May this year, but that's one of the things to watch in fall camp. And, Molly, we can go back to Sam Howell. And I think we all remember the first game they had going into that year, all the hype, and it was in Blacksburg. Oh, trust me. I remember. It was a Friday night that they played, and it was as bad as it can possibly be. And here you are. You got college game day. It's going to be sitting here on a Saturday leading into this game at 7.30. Uh, So pretty much all eyes, I think, that evening are going to be on this football game. And for North Carolina and for Drake May, clearly you got to win the game. But I think Josh is 100% right. You, you want to win the Heisman Trophy, it's about having those big impact moments early in the year to put your name. Because you, if you put your name up early, I think it allows you to have a stinker or so at some point as the season goes on. But if you start slow, I think it's harder to build that up. I remember Lamar Jackson, the year he won the Heisman Trophy, started against Charlotte. Obviously, they, they picked up an easy win that game. And then it was the next week against Syracuse where he did the flip. And I want to say he scored a touchdown on that play. And that put Lamar in the front seat and and never relinquished it here. And I think for Drake May, there's so many other good quarterbacks that are going to be in the mix that he needs to go out against South Carolina and put up a strong showing if he's going to be in that consideration. Yes. I just wonder, because South Carolina is good. I really like Shane Beamer. But how good is South Carolina that nationally it's really drawing a lot of attention? Oh, hey, look what Drake May did against South Carolina. Sure, it's an SEC team, but it's still a South Carolina team who early on last year was rather disappointing. Now, they rebounded. Obviously, they beat Clemson to end the season. I'm just curious nationally, and Josh Pate is more of a national guy, so obviously he knows. How much is that really going to pull an audience or even voters or the attention of, oh, hey, look at South Carolina, North Carolina, what Drake May was able to do against the Gamecocks? Doesn't hurt. Well, that's for damn sure. So, and it's only going to help against App State probably if they have the kind of fourth quarter they did last yeah, year. Yeah, obviously that was one of the more insane games last year, 63-61, uh, the final with that one. Because, again, you look at the schedule after that, I mean, Minnesota comes in here, but I don't think that's going to be a – marquee game no. on a Saturday. They go to Pitt. You probably got to wait till Miami comes I don't know. To town Pitt and, could be... Yeah, but no one cares. Just for, yeah, from the... Yeah, I'm talking about hypocrite. Hello. Yeah. Nobody cares about South Carolina. Nobody cares about Pitt. Yeah, trust Molly. me, South Carolina is going to... I mean, you look at their schedule outside of Clemson, November 18th. South Carolina, to me, is the biggest opponent that North Carolina is going to play this season. And All I right. don't think there's been any update for Tez Walker. Uh, you were gone when this news broke, but I think he's still, at this point, not playing. Yeah, I did see that. For NCAA uh, going on rules. The NCAA, that's not going to exist in two, three years, probably, is when it comes to governing the football side of things. 704-800-4827. Now you can text into the show an hour in the books. The top four coming your way next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.